don't wait. Don't wait for someone to invite you to a stage to decide that you're ready. Start showing up and leading right where you are. is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Lindsay Schwartz. Lindsay is an entrepreneur, top podcast host, and best-selling author. As a sought-after speaker, Lindsay travels around the world, inspiring people to get out of their own way, which you know I am all about, and into action around their big ideas, helping them create careers they've always dreamed of. Uh, The alignment is insane between Lindsay and I, but on today's show, she shares her journey about how she decided to build and launch powerhousewomen.co and really put action against her pursuit to help as many entrepreneurial women become less fearful, stop sitting in self-doubt, and jump into action and really, truly be honest with themselves on what they need to do to really feel empowered on making the life and their business that they dream of happen with ease. One thing she believes is that you do not have to do it alone, which is what her community is all about, her platform is all about, and you'll really witness it in today's conversation. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's talk and would love to hear from you and any other questions you have after listening to the show or any takeaways. We love to hear what benefits you from listening to our conversation. So you can connect with Lindsay at L-I-N-D-S-E-Y Schwartz at powerhousewomen.co and go ahead and tag us in any of the questions you have so that we can support you on your journey. Let's jump into today's episode and I will see you on the other side. Welcome everybody to another interview on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Lindsay Schwartz. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I am just so delighted to get to see you and catch up and have this conversation. I know, finally, right? We mm-hmm. we start the year together in January, face to face, hugs, and like all the you know hands up in the air, excitement, and then now it's how many months later, and we finally get to see each other again. I'm super pumped to have you on the show and share all things powerhouse women with my listeners. So thank you so much for being here. Yay! Well, thanks for having me. The way I love to kick things off is for you to share your journey in your own words on how you came to become the founder of Powerhouse Women. And you can start as far back as you would like. But it's really (laughs) just to help our listeners understand more about you and what put you on this journey to actually establish your own business. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just love the name of your podcast. I feel like when I think about my journey, isn't it true that 
I don't I don't think any of us really look back at our own selves and think, wow, I this was a badass journey. But preparing to come and chat with you today, I'm like, yeah, I guess it was. There really are some points where I never imagined it would turn out this way. And truthfully, I never had aspirations of being an entrepreneur. I was not the kid who... I mean, I had like this thriving scrunchie business. I would like hand sew scrunchies and sell them. But that was about it. So yeah, maybe, that's huge though. Maybe I, mean, I did have the bug yeah, earlier. In a creative way. I love it. But I uh, finished college and took a corporate job selling commercial carpet. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. It's literally not at all what any little girl thinks she will do growing up. But for me, it was the first taste because I was in outside sales of what it was like to be in control of my own schedule. And it was really that combined with the recession of 2008. And here I was starting a brand new job in an industry, commercial construction, that was really hard hit. And it was the first time in my life where I really thought to myself, well, okay, maybe this this idea of job security and just you know get a good job, work really hard, maybe that's not relevant in today's day and age. So the first time ever I thought, well, maybe I should have a plan B. And that was a little over 10 years ago. I started my first little side hustle. It was a health and wellness business just to make sure that I had something to fall back on if I were ever to be out of a job or so I weathered this storm of the you know economic recession of the early, you know early 2000s and it wasn't very long into my health and wellness business journey where I realized that no one ever called and said you changed my life selling me that carpet. You know and here I was helping people with their well-being and I was getting a lot of thank yous. So it didn't take very long for me to realize okay I think I'd much rather do something of my own and really get to create a life and a career around a purpose that excites me. And so it ultimately took that full time. But what started to happen... And this really is where the Powerhouse Women whole journey ties into it. I I would have conversations with men and women. I worked with both. And especially when I was talking to women in my life about their health aspirations, about their life aspirations, so many would say, you know, it's really cool what you've done. I would love to have a business of my own. Or even sometimes they'd say, I have this idea that, you know, I've been sitting on for a, a while and I, I just am not sure how to get started. But almost every single time, without even skipping a beat in the next breath, they would share why they were afraid, why they didn't think they had enough knowledge or the right connections, or just didn't think they were enough to take action on this big idea they had. And I realized, man, we are doing a disservice to the world if we're not sharing more of, yes, the badass part of the journey and being unapologetic about that, but also honest that we all feel that way. That is what it is to be an entrepreneur is you have no idea really how this is all going to work out. You are figuring it out as you go. And so I realized we needed to share more of that side of the story. But I also realized if I was waiting around for someone else to share it, I was literally doing the same thing that Mm -hmm. I wanted to help other women to do. So I, I was literally sitting there thinking, well, I'm not the one. I'm not the most equipped one to share that. And ultimately, it led to the, the, first, the first thing that I ever did that truly I was not sure I had any business doing was writing my book. 
And that experience literally changed the course of my life and my business and has evolved now into what people see as powerhouse women, our event, podcast community, all of it. What was the the book about? Like what was it that you published that you felt drawn to like put it into writing? Because I know some of our listeners sit there and they think, I have a book in me. Like I want to write a book, but what was it that actually was like now's the time? And yeah. um, what was the book about? Yeah. Uh, so the book was called Powerhouse Woman, singular. Nice. And it's called it's How to Get Out of Your Own Way and Really Fulfill Your Unique Purpose. Mm. And truthfully, I, I wasn't a writer. That's what I would have told you. I would have sworn up and down. I was not a writer. In fact, I, I've shared this before that I had a health and wellness blog when I had this, my first business. And you know, in, in marketing, they say publish consistent content, just show up, just put yourself out there. And I consistently published one article per year. I had exactly three articles on this blog and no one ever read them because I was so afraid to put myself out there. Mm. I just was so afraid of someone reading it and judging me. So a woman that that I knew, she was an acquaintance, is an editor and um, has a a publishing company where she literally helps entrepreneurs get their message out in the form of a book. And she approached me and said, you know, this could be really great for your business. And I remember telling her that, okay, I, I'm not going to write a book, but if I did, right? And I started to share that vision of what I thought women needed to hear. They needed to hear that they actually have everything they need within them to at least get started. And to hear that, you know, those of us that maybe uh, on the internet look really cool, like we've got something together, we don't. Like we're just figuring it out as we go as well. And I'll never forget it. She said to me, she had this like dramatic pause after I shared all that with her on this phone call. And she said, Lindsay, if you don't write this book, who's going to? And in that moment, I literally heard myself about to give her all the same excuses that I hear from other women. Well, actually, there's plenty of people who are better equipped. I don't have the time. I'm not a writer. And I knew in that moment, I could either choose to do what I'd always done and choose the safe route. Or I could say, why not me? And and actually try something that was going to force me to grow. So I wasn't one of those people who knew I had a book within me. I didn't know until it was like physically in my hands. I, I remember... Seeing it and going, oh, I guess, I guess I did have this in me, (laughs) but that was never part of the plan. But I think that's actually where the best stuff happens is when we attempt the things that we're not really sure we can do. I think it also what it represents the way you just shared the story is that you're paying attention to the whispers of your purpose. You know how you translate your true purpose into everyday life. You know, a lot of us get the hints at it. And then sometimes I say, you know, or what happens to me is like an energetic slap in the face. Karine, you better just go and do it because it's like the whispering is not enough for me. Like I sometimes need that little <laughs> slap in the face. But, but the way you just shared that story and how each step you're taking is that you're actually being conscious of the the whispers coming to you of how to step into your purpose. And it comes in many forms. Yeah. It comes in the book. It comes in the, the coaching sessions you had or the, the sessions you had with your clients prior to say, Hey, I'm seeing the common theme here. Now I need to act on it and serve my community better by doing more. I'm actually... 
I am the person. So like as you evolved into the powerhouse that you are now and started to step on stage and now you're you're hosting these events and you're bringing these women into the room. Tell us about that evolution from the book to what, you know, powerhouse women is today and how the whisper actually became your walking step every single yeah. day. Okay, I love how you put that. And in the book, I'll never forget there were times when and if if any of you are writers, maybe you've experienced this too. I would sit down and some days it was like just brutal trying to get even two sentences out on the page. And then there were other days I would sit down and it would just flow. It's like I tapped yep. into something. But there were times when I would look at what was on the page and realize that it it was for me. I don't even know where it came from. It was yep. coming from somewhere outside of myself, but I was willing to surrender and set aside myself in order to be just really be used by this mission that was bigger than me. And, and I'll never forget the there was this chapter I was really hell-bent on having in the book. And it was just a struggle. And one day I sat down, I, I you know, copied and pasted a 3,000 words over to a blank document and just sat there in front of a blank page. And I said, Okay, God, what do you want to say? What, what do you want? Because clearly me trying to do this the way that I want isn't really working. And the chapter that came out ended up being really the a major theme for the book and really, I think, even shaped the way that the book came together about how we do. We receive these little nudges. And I was always waiting, not just for the nudge, but I, I'm the type A planner where I'm like, I would like to see steps 1 through 1,000 and know with certainty that this is going to work out for me. Yeah. And instead, it really just had me miss out on the opportunities to be in a completely creative, surrendered place where the yeah. best stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So the book was the first time that I ever did that where I truly just surrendered. And I kept having to remind myself every single day, this is not about me. Whatever is going to come out in this book is not about me. It's about whoever it will help and whoever it can serve. And I just kept going one day after another, someday through my ugly cry, tears, because I was just so out of my comfort zone. Sure. But I will never forget in this experience, this is really the answer to your question, having that first experience of doing something I didn't know I could do. And then seeing how everything I ever thought I wanted in terms of outcomes, results, how I felt about myself was waiting for me on the other side. But I never got to see it when I was still standing in the fear or when I was taking those nervous steps forward one at a time, it didn't come until on the other side of releasing that project, that big idea, releasing it out into the world and just saying, okay, it's yours. Now I did it. I'm going to trust that this is going to have the impact it's meant to have. So the next time I went to do the scary thing I didn't know how to do, which the next one happened to be planning this, this women's event and then... There, there was launching a podcast. There were all these other things where I felt that same feeling. And I'm sure you felt it if you're listening to this. Where on the inside, you're like, I have no idea why this vision is being given to me. And, and you hear all the reasons come up and all the fears and doubts and insecurities. But if you keep taking the next step forward, you usually will only see one or two steps ahead of you. Like, well, what about this next? Or what if I did this? You don't, don't usually get to see the full journey. But now I know because I have that anchor of 
the first time I really, truly, in my 36 years on this planet, stepped beyond my comfort zone and really got out of my own way, I saw what happened on the other side. So now, this year, it's having to, to pivot my entire physical live event into a virtual one. I've never done that before. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm figuring it out one step at a time. But I know I have this expectancy. I'm moving forward with the expectancy that there's something good on the other side because I cannot shake the feeling that I'm supposed to do this thing. And so once you have that first example, you have the proof, you have an anchor to keep you going in the next thing that's going to challenge you and the next thing that you're going to feel totally out of your league attempting or doing. And I'm so grateful that I allowed myself to have that first experience doing something really freaking scary because otherwise I would still be sitting in my fear, waiting for the perfect plan, waiting for someone to give me permission when all I had to do was take the first step. Yeah. And I think it's exactly it. It's, it's all about action. Right, like when you that step is is a form of action. The the intention and being consistent around checking in with yourself as you are acting in it, and creating the inner flow. Right, the the truth of how you stand in. This is something I'm interested in. Like I think we also put so much pressure on ourselves, like that it does have to either be perfect and or accepted and yeah. validated by someone else. And a lot of the times, um, especially if you grew up in a way where criticism led you over praise, because you know there's generations of that kind of tear you down before we build you back up. Or we have the opposite in some generations where there's so much praise that there's a fear of doing anything that isn't of that quality because now you're in that cycle of, it, it, if I don't do it, I'm not going to be praised. Or, you know, like there's so much around fear that the only solution for it is action. And I love that not only have you found that about yourself, but now you're creating a platform to help other women break through from their fears, figure out like, how do I step into making that whisper my actual voice <laughs> and like is what I live and breathe every single day. And and know that it will be its own attraction to who it's meant to be for, right? Because we can't dictate that. We cannot dictate how others interpret what we're doing in this world, but we can definitely control and be in charge of how we show up. And I do think that is a powerhouse move, right? Like yeah, <laughs> that is yeah. something in that space. And and so now that you've gone through this pivot of live event. So first tell me about that first live event. Like how did that go? What was it like to actually produce your first live event because that in itself has its own not only construct and framework of being successful and I know how successful you were with your event, but how was it actually like getting to the day of and stepping onto that stage and launching this event? Because you were able to have that, right? Like you, you actually crossed that threshold also. What was that yeah. like for you? I, for whatever reason, you saying that brings me back to this moment before the doors officially opened. I could hear like the buzzing of all the women who had shown up out in the hallway. The room was set. It looked beautiful beyond my vision. And I had another moment where... Just like the moment when the book was published in, in out in the world and hit bestseller, 
it's it's funny because it's never the things that we think we're chasing after. It wasn't the the number of tickets we sold or how cool this event looked on social media. Every single time, the best outcome is how I feel about myself and what I know myself to be capable of. And I I love sharing the story of that first event because like if any if anyone gets anything from my experience, I want it to be that you there's so much more. Every single person you've ever looked up to on social media, there's so much more behind their story that isn't all that pretty and you know is messy and it looks just like the messiest parts of your journey. So when I went to plan the event, I planned it because my book my book publisher said I should have some sort of like a a book launch event, etc. And I said, well I I don't really want to have an event about me. I, I would right. love to have an event about the women that this book is really for and have some of these conversations live and in person with speakers who have achieved great things but are equally willing to share about the last time they ugly cried because they were uncomfortable. Not 10 years ago, but like yesterday, 10 yeah. hours ago. And the day was beyond my wildest expectations. But again, going back to just following those little nudges, I remember thinking like, okay, an event. Maybe maybe I'll have it like at my house. I literally started so small with this vision. And I had this amazing spin instructor who naturally I, I stalked on Instagram because she was like so cool and like had this powerhouse vibe about her. And I remember seeing through Instagram, she was a wedding planner. So I reached out to her and said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm planning this event. Do you think you could help me? And I'll never forget sitting in her office. And she's like, Okay, well, what, what's the event about? And I sat there kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, like figuring this out as I go, quite literally, right? Hired my spin instructor to be my wet, my event planner. But here's what I'll also share. Because I think this is where we we tend to get in our own way a lot is having an expectation of how this is all going to turn out. And one of the things was I remember sitting down and and kind of saying, "Okay, I, I don't know who's going to come to this. I have no idea who's going to come." But I sat down and I made a list of twenty women in my life who could probably all bring five friends. And I remember that moment when I stepped back from thinking I had to do it all by myself to thinking about how I could really allow others to support me and allow others to be a part of this vision that I was getting kind of like downloaded to create. And that literally changed the whole trajectory of my life and business. But it also became you know the motto for Powerhouse Women is we're not meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. And I think so often as women, we feel like either it's a sign of weakness to ask for help it's a sign of weakness to admit that we need support or we just i know from for me i'm the type of person who often can fall prey to thinking it's just easier if i do it all by myself but it's lonely that way and it's not as fun and it definitely isn't as successful and doesn't have as much ease and flow to to a project when you you try to do it all by yourself so that was the biggest thing that i remember taking away and from the planning that first event and it's literally led and guided my entire business journey since. And so in in regards to for our listeners to understand like what was the end result size of that first event? Like how many people actually did come? 
Yeah. So we did. We had a hundred people show up. That's and huge. mind you, we had no Instagram for it. No, yeah. we had no photos. It had never happened before. So people were literally just coming based on me saying, Hey, trust me, this is going to be great. Yeah. I don't really know what's going to happen either because we haven't done it before. But again, it was the power of allowing others to be a part of this vision because I don't even think I knew a hundred people at that point. Yeah. But it's so beautiful. And I love that you're saying, you know, we don't have to do this alone. And and sometimes the pressure of our own personal dreams feel like it's just for us. Most of the time, it is about incorporating your, what I call zone of genius, and your capabilities with complementary capabilities to make it easier for you. You know, focusing on partnership, focusing on leveraging the network you have, your community, your team, your... Um, you just your presence in the room and being open to who's willing to show up in it with you is a game changer, I think, in any business. And I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur out there and you start off in a solopreneur way, which you know we all have because we're trying to test who the hell are we and what do we want to put out in the world, right? In order to invite other people in, there does come a crux in your business in order to scale it to be inclusive. Right to think yeah. past yourself to um, invite those around you who have that complementary um, capability and and join you in your mission. So I love that, and I do think our listeners need to hear that because it is very easy to think that you should be doing it all yourself, and there's a lot of overwhelm that comes with that, and it also can take you out of the element you want to play in um, in order to really dial up who you're meant to be in this world. So true. So give us a landscape now of your business today. Now you said you had to pivot during obviously going through the pandemic and you know how the response to live events of large um, capacities are not being allowed in certain areas, uh, most still here in the US. What where's your business at now? Like what are you focused on and and how are you still chartering forward on your mission? Yeah. When everything started to happen back in March of this year, this word came into my mind. I was actually on a call with the mastermind group that I lead. So women within our community who are really at the point that they're scaling their businesses. And I said, you know, we're really gonna get to decide how we say this next you know, a couple of months goes. At that point, I don't think any of us thought it would maybe last as long as it has or affect sure. business as long as it had. But I just had this, this moment where I said, you know, we we get to choose how we see this next phase. And yes, all the plans we made back in January are probably gonna change. But we can either live in the the fear and the uncertainty of that or we can use this as a chance to reimagine what 2020 was going to look like. And in order to do that, we've got to let go and drop any expectations how we thought it should look. And the moment I said it, again, it was one of those moments where I realized I said it for them, but it was also for me. Yeah. And one of the things that I was really firmly holding on to my expectations of was our live event. It's literally my favorite day of the entire year. I tell people it's like I don't even need a birthday because 
the powerhouse yeah. women event that day is like my birthday. It just feels yeah, like my birthday. all year long too, right? Totally. It's just, up. you know, when you have something that's like such an expression of your heart and soul and, and gets to pay it forward and impact others, you just, there's nothing better than that. So, uh, I, I was pretty, I had a, a moment where I was holding on to the expectation that we'd be able to gather live. And I just remember having this. Uh, a week where I I started to realize it wasn't going to be possible to gather hundreds of women together. We were planning for five to seven hundred women. Right. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. and I realized that wasn't going to be possible. But somewhere deep down, there was this again, just like this little knowing that we were still supposed to show up and serve women, just in a different way. And then the more I started to think about it, and this goes back to that word reimagine, that if I do believe we need connection and community and everything that the Powerhouse Women event stands for now more than ever, which I knew that we did, then I was actually thinking pretty small if I was holding on to my vision to have 500 women in a room physically in person, knowing that it, it was going to limit certain women who live in other countries, even others. It, other states where they couldn't travel or didn't feel comfortable traveling, it would actually allow us to make a bigger impact if I was willing to reimagine the whole thing and make it virtual. Yeah. And that was the point where I had to step back and let go of what I, what I wanted, essentially what I thought was the plan, what I had worked so hard to create because the wheels were in motion already. Their deposits were paid. We were, we were working toward this in-person event. But the moment I was willing to consider something else, a vision beyond what I ever expected started to unfold. And now here we are a few months later, we've announced that we're going totally virtual. We're bringing the Powerhouse Women event to you. And we have women in... Ghana, in South Africa, in the Dominican Republic, all across the world who messages are pouring in with gratitude that they get to experience something they probably wouldn't have been able to experience otherwise. So I share that just to say, you know, if, if you're still maybe finding yourself stuck in the place of mourning the plans that you had for this year, I get it. I really get it. I still have pity parties momentarily. But then if you can really anchor in this word, reimagine and ask yourself, okay, if, if right now we're January 1st, knowing what I know right now, what would I plan for the next six months? What would I do? If everything that was possible before is off the table and we only have what we see looking forward, what would you do? And the moment I took the, took the viewpoint from that place, opportunities that I never would have considered started to open up. And I'm so excited. I never thought I would be this excited about a virtual event. Of and course. it's not just like a Zoom event. I'll say yeah. that. We're we're like going big. This is like full on video production studio. Like oh yeah. It, I know. It's a I live event. <laughs> yeah. I know so I'm gonna so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, because I, I but it, yeah, I've been seeing like how you can actually elevate a virtual experience, and I know you're going to be serving your community like crazy. And I'm I'm so excited to be in that arena with you because I think it is so needed during this time to to lead 
You know, like what you're talking about, Lindsay, is is the ability to pivot and be flexible and agile in like how you choose to sustain and build your business, but most of all, serve your client base. Because if we stop showing up in what we're really good at because of circumstances outside of who we are, then we are giving that power out outward. Like we are not yeah. actually embracing our power and finding the means. I always tell my listeners, they hear me say this all the time, you can figure out the how. You can always yeah. figure out the how. But if you get super clear on what it is that you want and and to accomplish and to have impact on and what it could look like and sit in that vision work, like you're saying, and surrender to the whispers and the excitement that the creativity is showing up for you, and then reimagine the operations of it all. Because again, we can figure out how. We are so technically advanced today. And we have so many experts out there that we can lean on, tap the shoulder of and say, Hey, I want to do XYZ. How can you help me get that done? It will be figured out. But I love that you are breaking down that mental barrier that people seem to sit in and showing up in it yourself to lead the way. I think it is so needed. And um, and I love that the powerhouse women get to take advantage of it. But also anyone in your community, seeing yeah. you take action is inspiring. And I, I'm loving it. I, I'm curious, who is the ideal powerhouse woman? Like, Who do you welcome into the room and look to attract in? So that as my listeners here are Thing. I need that. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how do we help them know that, yes, they are, they are meant to be in this room? Yeah. And I think the, the women I get that question of, okay, is this for me most from are the ones who maybe don't have a business and they, they think, oh, maybe, maybe I have to have a business in order to, to get value from this. But truly, I say it's a woman who knows deep down she's meant for more. Mm. And I think that that initial nudge often doesn't come in the form of this, here's the exact vision of what you are going to create. You just start to feel this undeniable feeling that you're something meant else. for more. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't always else. have to be starting a business. I, I always say it's women who want to expand and grow in their business, their career, just their life. And it's women who want to create genuine connections with other women who dream big. And they don't want to do this alone. They know they're meant for more, but they do not want to figure out what that looks like on their own. So if that resonates with you, then heck yes, you're invited. It's going to be such a blast. I love that. And it's also you also have a network that you manage to and a community that is associated with the event. So it's not just in, in case you're listening to this and it's after the live virtual event, which is what's the date, Lindsay? September, uh, September 12th. And it's all being recorded. So even if you hear this after the fact, you'll still be able to get access to the awesome. all the video from that day. Yeah, we're going to do make sure that everyone has the recording afterward as well. Oh, that's great. Because it, I, I know the caliber of expertise you bring into the room that everyone could benefit from. And also the fun. You know, the fun and the celebration and the way to actually just shine. Uh, it's it's I'm excited to attend, but for anyone listening, just make sure you know you check it out. It's it would be powerhouse women event for the event information, but you could go to powerhousewomen.com.co. Sorry, it's .co. 
Yeah. No M yeah. on the end of our no main website. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shortened it just to be cool. Like the cool yeah. kids. <laughs> we dropped the M, you know. Yeah. But, you know, but... everyone's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but that way you can find all things um, Lindsay Schwartz out there and all things powerhouse women. It is critical in this time of so-called isolation, right? When we're not having the connected moments that most of us need in order as women, especially because our oxytocin goes up when we're around each other, right? And we can get some of it through this virtual experience and connect that way. But when it's actually, you see it at scale, like a live virtual event, or even if you're part of a community and you're able to connect and talk and just release and receive, it is what women need almost daily to really thrive in our life today, right? And it's beautiful that you've created this environment through breaking through your own fears, but also listening to your inner voice, you know, the the inner pathway that that the energies around us, God, universe, whatever you believe in, is um is speaking to you and you're showing up in it. And I love watching it. And I'm glad to share you with my listeners so that they can benefit as well. If someone is listening and they are thinking about, you know, taking something to a stage or wanting to figure out like how they actually can um, speak at these type of events or even figure out building themselves up to be associated on that front, right? Like to have, to have the level of impact that you have had from the stage. What's some advice or tips or methods that you followed? Obviously, you created your own stage and stood on it. So that is definitely one. There's but one those, option. <laughs> that's a solid option. That's an option I would probably take myself too because it's just like you, you wanted to see it a certain way. But for those who are trying to think like, how do I take my message, my purpose, my intention and actually take it to a stage? Do you have any advice on how they could potentially do that? Yeah, I love that question. And I get it a lot. A lot of, you know, our event is very cool. I'm like totally biased, but I got, I have a lot of questions about, you know, I'd love to speak or I'll be on that stage next year. So what I always tell women is number one, don't wait. Don't wait for someone to invite you to a stage to decide that you're ready. Start showing up and leading right where you are, whether that's on your social media or having small gatherings when you feel comfortable doing so. Have women over to your living room and host a workshop. The moment you stop waiting for someone else to choose you, right, to deem you worthy of being on a stage or being on a podcast, and you're just doing the do, you're in the work. You're serving in the way that you uniquely feel called to serve. I found that when I just focused on that, opportunities came to me. People came to me asking me to be a part. And then, you know, if you have your eye on a specific event that you really love, I can't speak for everyone, but I'll just share really how I feel as an event host and, and really the person who I am like a mama bear when it comes to our community. I am very particular about bringing women in who truly and authentically have a heart to collaborate and are willing to keep it real. So there's there's specific things that I look for. And I think you need to get to know that event and what they really value. And then think about how you can show up and serve without being asked. So whether that's sharing social media content, participating in the things that they offer. Um, one of the things that we've done during COVID, which is only going to run through the beginning of September. So 
right before the event. But we started hosting free Zoom calls for our community. And we show up every single Tuesday and we host basically like a live podcast with... Um, we've had anywhere from 50 to 90 women on these calls and, and we get to connect afterward. But you know, it's true. The women who've shown up every week and I see their faces on Zoom, I have an actual relationship with them now. So not that I ever, ever mind when people reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to speak. I'm very honest with telling people, well, you've got to experience it first. So if you've never bought a ticket and attended the event, then I'm probably not going to ask you to speak this year. But that's the best way to really understand how special this community is and see what you could potentially offer. But whether it's, you know, this, this event or another one, don't wait. Don't wait for the yeah. event to deem you worthy. Just start serving and showing up exactly where you are. Yeah, I love it. And it and also can be messy. You know, like as you show up trying to figure out what is your platform, what is yeah. your message, what what is the impact you want to have, how you do deliver it. Like don't hesitate on putting yourself out there cuz if you can't do it, this is this is how I had to convince myself before I started to do things like this, the podcast, and no one would even question it about me because they think I'm like the boldest, they think I'm like extroverted, which I'm not. They think I'm, you know, all these things. There's a perception and I honestly have to do simple things to remind myself to step forward. Like if I'm not willing to actually put my own phone up and go live on social. How am I going to be willing to step on a stage live mm-hmm. in front of like 500 plus people and speak? Like your so your your fears are the same. The activity might be a little different, but to overcome it and to find ease, it is so critical to just step into it right now, whatever means necessary. Because if you truly want it and want to be discovered and want to be credible. It needs to be out there that you are consistent about it. And you're not just doing something that is temporal, that is just, you know, trendy and doesn't have weight to it. Because then that's a waste of everyone's time. Not only the audience, but your own. (laughs) So, So I love the tips that you're sharing of just stepping into it. Just step into it and try it and put yourself out there. It's similar to how you wrote your book. It's similar to how you put your first event together. And it's way um, amazing on also how you've now gone to the point where you've, you've um, cultivated a culture that is, is allowing people to step into their greatness with ease and know that they can do it at a, in a connected way. Like yeah. there's value behind it. It's not to do it just to do it. Right. You know? So that's amazing. Well, I well, appreciate thanks. it. Thank you for sharing all these amazing tips. Um, where would you like people to connect with you, um, connect with a community? Like, How would you like them to, to reach out? Yeah. Well, I love making new friends. So <laughs> if you connect on Instagram, that's the place on social media I spend the most time. It's really me. Um, I have you know one team member who helps manage our Powerhouse Women account. But you will get a response from a real human being. And I, I just truly love to connect with people who resonate with what we're doing. So my personal Instagram is just Lindsay Schwartz with an extra L at the end. And then Powerhouse underscore Women is our community. And everything is linked there. You know The event um, tickets, the free calls, the free Zoom calls we're doing, our podcast. But truly, I think more than anything, I love to hear what people did and took away from an episode, a podcast that they put into action. 
because it's awesome if you loved listening to us and got inspired. But I want to know what you're doing with it because I promise you, someone out there in the world needs to hear your message. They need your gifts and talents. And I think when more of us get into action around those things, the world just works better, plain and simple. Love that. And before we close out today's show, I've been ending my interviews with a gift back to you, which is if there's anything going on that in your life or business or something that you feel like you might need some support on to either break through an obstacle or just get dialogue on, um, is there is there anything I can support you on today? Oh, I love you. You're you're just so generous, and this is a perfect example of that. Look, I know you are the queen when it comes to scaling and like creating a vision and architecting it to become as big as it's meant to be. And I think for me, this vision was never even something that I had in my wildest imagination. So I'm I'm truly just letting it intuitively unfold. And I get the sense that it's really meant to be something big. I don't know what big means, but I what I also know to be true is that I would probably be the only thing to get in the way of that by not <laughs> truly understanding how to... Um, I, I know how to grow something organically, but then to really add fuel to the fire and scale in a way that's going to take more than just me. I am always open to any tips when it comes to that part of the journey because... Um, I think we're about to head into some serious momentum and just making sure that I'm ready as the leader of this mission to do what it takes to support that kind of growth. To get it there. Yeah. When you define scaling, like what are the words you use? What does scaling mean to you? Yeah. I, I think that part is still unclear okay. about how it's supposed to look exactly. But I think... It means offerings that can scale. So meaning I, I've got a couple of offerings right now where people can work with me one-on-one. -on -one. That doesn't scale, obviously. Right. We've got a few surprises in the works that I told about you about offline yeah. that are programs that are more scalable. So I think it's in in offerings and then just also audience growth, kind of our, you know, our footprint out there in the world, having people know and and be a part of what it is that we're doing, whether it's sure. the podcast, social media, et cetera. Is is everything you offer though? It does require your time to show up in it. Like currently, you're the yes. Service. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, things in the works. Yeah. So the much. scaling model is, um, <laughs> which is awesome, Lindsay. I think I think it's a great question, only because um, where I always lean to as a you know, coach advisor to startups, as well as people who are even just designing what the ultimate vision is. That's what I always talk about. Like, what's the ultimate? And the ultimate is really a capture of right now what you believe, you know, the the end point could look like, right? And because you have grown organically, which is beautiful, and it, and it has its own model to it. If you're, it, what I would suggest is always self evaluating where do you want to be spending your time in your business. And where are you growing to next? So we can always get caught up in the how we do things and more offerings, create something new, put this out there, test it, see what the response is. But are you checking in to say, I want to be known for X and I want to be standing in X doing these things. So if I show up in my day and all I'm doing every day is talking to potential new business owners that are going to come into our community 
and get served, like, and just constantly build that funnel and do the attraction of the brand and the business, etc. Then it's a question of, well, who else do you need to stand alongside you to actually scale that, to give you that time to go do it, but then also know that way you said you're like a mama bear. So you know your operations better be tight and everybody better come correct if they are going to be managing your business on your behalf and servicing your clients on your behalf, that it is defined by your corporate culture. They know what they're stepping into. They align to that culture and they are the ones that actually help you scale. Scaling yeah. does not happen alone. You, you're always scaling with a team of experts in their field in the areas that you could care less about, you just need to know about, <laughs> right? So Amen. when you think about scaling, so this could be like an exercise you do for yourself is like truly define what does scaling mean? Because if you're not clear on that end destination of now this, this business is at scale, then you're still just throwing things out there to say, does this work? Does this not work? And this fits, this doesn't fit. And um, not necessarily able to charter a plan to scale and grow. So, so good. So if you're clear on that, if you do the work to get clear on like what the scaling mean is that like four events a year, five different masterminds, six group like ultimate vision. What kind of impact? You're if you're impacting million a million women in the next five years, and that's at scale. What does that look like? And then right. you ask the question like, who do I need to be? And what role do I want to play in that structure? Because then, then action, again, we can always figure out the how. Well, you, you have the resources of the how at your fingertips with your community. I mean, like, you got like powerhouse women <laughs> ready to pounce. <laughs> so, so it's really uh, getting that clarity on the, the vision of what scaling means to you. So I that you're love it. Is how I so, so good. Well, I'm grateful to have women like you as part of my life and my girl gang, as I call it, yes. because that, that truly is how I know we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you have that clarity on that vision of where that's at, please share it with me because you know, I'll help you. I'll help you get there, girl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on today's show and allowing us to have a peek into your life. But I know our listeners are going to totally connect and learn so much from you, your podcast. Go to the event, guys. Get your ticket. I will be there also. And, um, and just again, thanks for shining a light on all things Powerhouse. I love it. You're such a badass. Oh, thank you, Kareen. This was so much fun. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered 
on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 